right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. And welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. Here I am with my cohort there, Don the Predator Fry. And yours truly, Dan to be severed. We're here to entertain, offend, defend almost anybody and everybody. But rest assured, we will try to infuse you with a great deal of masculine to- toxicity here. And if they get your, uh, you know, get yourself butt hurt, well, put your bad panties back on, and because uh, that's what you're, you're you're in for the ride for. Today we have on uh, a legend in the uh, the mixed martial arts arena, actually submission grappling arena, uh, professional wrestling arena, and uh, and now making his mark in the the movies. And we got Shannon the Cannon Rich. Also, I, I should say, the uh, leading living competitor with the most. Uh, cage bouts. Is that they say it correctly? No, nah, it's the, the person that's living that has yeah. most fights on record. Yeah, that's me. Okay. I didn't, right. Obviously, I didn't win them all, but there's a guy by the name of Travis Fulton. He's a he's a pedophiler and he's a dead. And you know what? That's good for him. Is I don't want dead? to talk about him. Is yeah, he, man, he killed him. Good. He killed himself. You know, good. he Cheapy. he got a, he he got arrested for being a pedophile and. Uh, and uh, you know he he uh, he 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 uh, took the he went out the chicken out. shit way. Yeah, he took the easy way out and he hung himself. So you know, good for him. He's dead, and uh, that puts that puts me at number one. Puts Mr. Dan player. Severn. Yeah, puts Mr. Dan the Beast at number two, and uh, we'll just go there. You know, it's all good. Yeah, the world's a better place without that piece of shit. Absolutely, Don. I like that little man cave you got there. You got all that Native American art there. You got some uh, some skulls on the wall. American yeah. flag. I dig it, man. That's yeah, that's my, pretty uh, badass. My John Wayne picture fell off, so we gotta f- fix the wire. <laughs> oh, looks <laughs> good, man. I, I, I like it. John Wayne be right here. Yeah. I, I oh. actually said I, we'd rather have had you in person, but it's kind of like go our our, our last uh, interview. It went it went shorter than what we thought it was gonna go. Uh, there was another person that we were hoping to get out. It's like going well now we're out here like, uh, who else can we try to get a hold of? I said, well, let me try Shannon. I might better reach him. You know, but maybe not. Just all the yeah, I, if he's on the movie set or not. He might be at American no, up or whatever. You know, no, <laughs> not on not on the movie set today. I, I was at the range today, actually doing a bunch of shooting with uh, some 75th Ranger uh, uh, Army Ranger guys. So yeah, that was pretty fun. Um, just got back from Cabo San Lucas. Me and the wife went out there for a little vacation, and um, yeah, what range hanging out, man. Uh, we go out to a little range out here. It's a BLM private range out here in the desert. Um, Near Cowtown, out by uh, North Glendale, yeah, up in the up in the valley, yeah. Is it? Does it have a name or is it a secret? No, it's just called a BLM range. It's out by <laughs> Table Mesa. I mean, it's it's really no no secret range. <laughs> it's good well, times though. We're you know shooting ARs and, uh, and pistols out there, nine millimeter and forties. It's pretty fun. Well, well, let's let's, let's take people back to a much younger uh, Shannon. Well, before the pre-Canon type of aspects right now. Born and raised, give give the people a bit more about your background. Where were you, where were you born and raised originally that uh, Shannon? Um, born and raised in a little small town. Don knows where it is. You know where it is. Uh, Coolidge, Arizona. Go Bears. Um, you know, a little town that's got three stoplights. More or less like leave it to Beaverland. It was a little tiny. Fields, you know, yeah, of- a lot of <laughs> alfalfa fields, cotton fields. Um, literally, I was I was seven miles outside of town in a in a two bedroom trailer. 
uh, dirt roads. Uh, nearest neighbor was like a mile away. We boarded horses, had 22 horses, grew up on a farm. Uh, and that's where uh, the cannon. Well, at that time, that, I was the. I didn't know you were that gun. culture. Shannon, shit. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, I've been holding out. Hey, boarding yep. horses, grew up on a on a ranch, a little ranch, and uh, that, at that time I was the BB gun. I didn't become the cannon until later. <laughs> was was that was the movie uh, about the Red Rider BB gun at, at that? Yeah, it's still out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't shoot your eye out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then um, you know, I, I mean, I just, the, the cool part there, Shannon, it go, again, it shows. Because a lot of people they know they only know about you once you've achieved some level of success, but yeah. they don't realize that a lot of people say, well, 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 how did that person ever get there? That, that's what yeah, I ask well, questions like that because I want people to know you came from humble beginnings. Yeah, definitely. I was poor growing up, you know. My mom was uh, divorced, uh, uh, raising two kids. Uh, she actually remarried later. I got a stepdad, but you know, it was definitely humble beginnings. You know, we'd go to the uh, the church actually to go get food, you know, that was going out to dinner, having the mom take us out to the church, go get food. So, um, yeah, man, humble beginnings. I'm proud to be where I'm at today, but, um, you, you know, should all, be, man. You should be. honestly, right. honestly, I, I, I owe everything to wrestling. You know, if, if anybody like, you know, I've been, I've been in the military and stuff, but the hardest thing I've ever done in life was wrestling practice. So I, I believe that in deep in my heart, that if you can make it through wrestling practice, you can literally do anything in the world. Uh, wrestled four years varsity out of Coolidge High School. Obviously, we're, you know, double A. We were no 5A school. We're a small school. But um, that wow. wrestling definitely instilled, uh, you know, dedication, discipline, and desire. And that is what prompted me to uh, become an MMA fighter. You know, I, watched, uh, I watched you guys actually fighting in the UFC, and that's what uh, wanted me to become an MMA fighter. Where did you get your, where did you get your first start? To like, would, would, like go jumping into MMA. Where did you where did you start to trade it at? That where did you? Well, you know, obviously I was a wrestler, and growing up in uh, in Coolidge, it's near Mexico, obviously, and uh, I was going to school up in Tempe, and I saw these kids actually getting black eyes, and I asked them, "Hey, where did you get that black eye? You know, were you a bar fight this and that?" And they said, "No, we were going out in Mexico. We we're fighting." I was like, "What do you mean you're fighting?" Said, yeah, we're getting paid to go down and fight at Plaza de Toros. And, um, you know, it's bare knuckle, no rules, anything goes, knockout or submission. Um, and that's really how I started doing MMA. I didn't even, you know, I just had a wrestling background, didn't even know how to box, just a wrestling background. Go to Mexico, fought down there in Plaza de Toro a few times. And uh, then I met a lady by the name of Becky Levi. And Becky is the one who got me to go to a fight out in Hawaii where you were actually headlining it. And um, we fought for, uh, TJ Chop, TJ, yeah, TJ Thompson, yeah, yeah, Super Brawl. So we were out there fighting in Super Brawl, and that was the first time I ever fought in front of ten thousand fans at the Blaisdell Arena. Got paid to fight, and and I was hooked after that. I was like, this is definitely what I want to do for a living. I mean, you can get paid to fight, and I was like, I I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and um, you know, and then then I was a fighter, and then I started promoting my own events. I went into the military, and then I was at South Station in Fort Hood, Texas, and. You know, fast forward a little bit. I uh, started promoting my own little shows. I actually brought Don Fry out there, and yeah, you, uh, you actually Fujita's first fight too. Yeah, Fujita's first fight. You know, he was coming under the name of Saito, and uh, you know he was getting ready to fight Mark Kerr, so he needed to have some MMA fight. So he fought. Um, he won a tournament, and um, and Dan, you came out to Fort Hood and saw me out there, and that's when you were doing your WWE uh, stint, and uh, that was pretty interesting. Um, 
but, then I owe it all to, to Don there. Don Fry is the one who uh, called me up on my birthday, September 27th, and said, Shannon, you want to fight in Pride? And I said, well, yeah, uh, absolutely. He goes, all right, we're going to have you fight Sakuraba, main event, Pride 11. Kind of sounds like a little bit of a setup here now. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, at the time, you remember, nobody wanted to fight Sakuraba. Nobody. I mean, he had just beat five Gracies in a row. They were calling him the Gracie killer. And Don's like, you want to fight him? I'm like, well, yeah, hell yeah, I want to fight him. So I uh, went out there and uh, he got me an ankle lock in the uh, first round. <laughs> but, you know. Showed up and fought. I think you know, I think fun. I told you some of the backstory that I mean, maybe some of our listeners had never heard before. But uh, I first met Sakuraba when I was going over to Japan for the UWFI organization. Mm-hmm. And he was just a young boy, aka green boy. I mean, two different terminologies to where, uh, you know, the the dojo was right there. Uh, the dojo, trading facility, kitchen. It was like a self-contained building. They had all, everything right there, and. Uh, uh, with soccer, would be like one of the green boys, young boys. I mean, he, he had to clean their mopping the, the floors, cleaning up the facilities, but he's also there making the meals because the, the, they always, we'd always do a good training session and then, then we'd eat and he'd be there. He'd be traded and, uh, uh, then he'd be over there, you know, cooking and peeling potatoes and do whatever, whatever else have you. But then the upper echelon, they would, they would come out of the shower. They'd come out of the shower and literally the green boys or young boys would have to simply towel them down. They did the, the, the guys would come out there. They basically do like a 360 and the, and the, the, the young boys are with their, their squeegee cloths and then dry them out up. And it's like going, it, it was, that was with the ja- Japanese organization right there. It's kind of going, you know, uh, I'm not going to be squeegee down like, like this right now. It's like, but it just, but I, I, the whole purpose of even say this, each time I would go back to about, about every other month, I was going back to Japan and, and uh, each time I go back, there'd be like a new black eye on Sakuraba. There'd be a new cauliflower ear. They'd be new something new because they just beat the living tar out of him, you know, toughening him up in the process. And uh, yeah, they want to know you're not going to quit. They yeah. want to see how tough you can get. Yeah. And I mean, they, they went through a lot of people, but you know, each time I come back, I saw him there again. And I always try to give the old thumbs up, stuff like that. Cause he, yeah, their pressure line is not, I mean, they're really hard on the, the lower, the lower group. Don, Don, when you were wrestling in New Japan, did you see any of that with the young boys? No. Yeah. Uh, I didn't see it. Uh, we, we go to the gym, like, like Dan's and they had a real nice gym, and, and then, you know, Right now, it's like a the garage, you know, it was the gym, yeah. and then then it was being quarters and in the kitchen. It was just nice, you know, it was, it was a nice setup over there. Yeah, but um, Brian Johnson and I were we were too having fun to pay attention. To what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! So you missed those days or not? Yeah, I fucked off. I should have. I should have been more professional and should have paid attention. Yeah. We, we we sort of skipped over your 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 military aspect there, Shad. I I want to go back back and just say, okay, let people know what branch of military that you were in and what you served, what you, you served for. Yeah, I um, you know, I I grew up and uh, I always wanted to be in the military, and then um, I went and worked at the prison over in Florence State Prison, and then I went into construction, and then. 
I had a bad divorce and I just wanted to go see the world, go travel. And I said, let's go join the army. Let's do that. So I ended up going to Fort Hood, Texas. I joined 4th ID, 4th Infantry Division. Spent a couple of years in the army. When I got out of the army, I uh, ended up going to work for a security company in Iraq called Blackwater, private security contractor. And uh, how, much the, how much of the world did you get to see with the army? Just I didn't get to see anything, man. I saw Fort Hood, Texas, and I got I, I got I I went to Fort Hood, Texas. I went to NTC over at Fort Irwin, California. So I didn't get to see shit. So uh, man, lied, man, that was horrible. They lied, yeah. yeah, they lied to me. You know, I thought I was going to go to Germany. I thought I was going to go to you know all these places in the world, and you know it, it, it was crazy. Um, but then I got to spend some time in Iraq, working with some Tier One guys, Special Forces, uh, Delta guys, uh, Navy SEALs. Uh, got to work with a guy named Chris Peranto. Everybody knows him as Tonto. He was one of the survivors over in Benghazi. Him and I worked together in Iraq. Good, super good guy. Man, I met some lifelong friends that uh, I'll never forget. Obviously, um, spending time in Iraq that was uh, that was uh, that was a real eye opener for a guy who's coming from Cuba, Arizona, with three stoplights to going over there and seeing a third world country. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Wait a second, it looked just like Eloy. Yeah, it did a lot like Eloy. Yeah, <laughs> a lot like Eloy. Yeah. Uh, I know we're, we're kind of dished a little bit on the state of Arizona, but at the same token, I, I remember when I first came to the state of Arizona uh, back in 1976 as a freshman at Arizona State. I mean, I, I was kind of surprised at the level of competition that, that the wrestling was at, but over time it has continued to rise. And I, I, I literally, I, I credit a lot of that to the fact that uh, Bobby Douglas was a head wrestling coach and, and the people that kept graduating out from underneath him, they, they would end up being either head wrestling coaches at various high schools or assistant wrestling coaches at various high schools, junior highs, uh, junior colleges. And over the course of, you know, 20, 30 years later, you know, it, it just keep kept evolving more and more and more to where, you know, I always see that the state of Arizona has uh, more high level MMA competitors or people that have competed in either the UFC Pride, Bellator, a lot of these other organizations. Um, Arizona State University is probably the number one university in the United States when you look at guys that have competed through the Sunkiss Wrestling Program, Freestyle Greco, but then there's a great opportunity there. But then also that have gone on then, then to do stuff in uh, UFC uh, or the Bellator. Olympics. Yeah, on all on all levels. So I mean, it just there's a, a lot of things that the state of Arizona has to be proud of. And uh, you know, Zeke Jones is the, the head wrestling coach at Arizona State now. And yeah, but the MMA is your fault, Dan Severn. Well, no, 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 don't, 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 don't say that because it's all your fault. so, so many people oh, yeah, well, have contributed well, Don, to it. Don, it wasn't Dan because they were announcing Dan Severn from Coldwater, Michigan, but they were announcing <laughs> Don Predator Fry from Sarah Vista, Arizona. So, you know, everybody wanted to, to, to be like you guys, you know. Yes. Yeah, so you, you, one you, stand, you stand corrected there, Mr. Fry, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, yeah, but ASU for wrestling has definitely put out a lot of guys, and even into the Olympics. You know, you got like Henry Sujudo went out and won the gold medal, and then he became a UFC champion. And, um, you know, I, I and obviously Arizona State would have lost that. The Olympics would have lost that without the guy Art Montori. Art Montori's put yeah. so much into the wrestling program. I mean, literally – Arizona needs to applaud Mr. Montori for even, you know, keeping it alive. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I always say that you know? he's one of the big reasons why I came to Arizona State because I wanted the best of both worlds. I did not want to just 
wrestle in college, I would have simply known that when my college season would end, now I, I'm going to start my spring and summer program being involved in the freestyle record Roman so that the more times you get more matches, it seasons you that much more, even though, yeah, right. each, each discipline, folk style, freestyle record, they differ a little bit, but it's still taking people down and put them up on their back, uh, you know, for getting the pinfall. So, you know, I, I look at it as, as overall, it's a, uh, it's uh, there's gen, uh, general characteristics there to it, but, uh, you know, I, I always credit, uh, you know, art for being one of the biggest influencers for me because I want yeah. the best of both worlds. Yeah, I say th- I just think he doesn't get enough accolades. You know, a lot of people they they forget about where uh, where the money comes from or where the where the backups come from. Art Montori, he's, he's opened up and helped he's, everybody. He's, he's, he's the only reason the issue has wrestling still. Hey, well, even with the Olympics, I think the Olympics was going to shut down wrestling, and you know he jumped right. in and helped them yeah. out as well. Yeah, <laughs> Art made a phone call. Yeah, Don't yeah, you, you are exactly you're exactly right. I mean, he's been you very know? influential, but he's always also been. Kind of like that, that quite, he's not looking for the notoriety. He just, no, 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 no. I'm just saying that, you know, he, his name he needs to come it. up when you, when you, when right. he deserves it because a lot of people wouldn't be where they are without him. You know, he was the one that helped everybody. Still, yeah. So I just, I just think, you know, we, uh, me personally, just try to give the guy some respect and, you know, let, let other people, maybe listeners that don't know about the, the history of uh, um, some kids, kids, for example, you know, it was all him, you know, he's the one that, made it happen for a lot of people yep so yep. don let me ask you this I, I i i i i you know i see online that you went and got the uh stem cell um, yeah. uh, how did that turn out it turned out great you know I mean, are you are you are you now walking without the walker the, yeah, the yeah. everything yeah good to go yeah, I, every once in a while i'll i'll use uh the back brace or the cane but i'm having yeah. more, more good days than bad days man it's amazing so so let me ask you this because I did watch uh, several of your movies and your name actually has come up several times. Um, would you w- w- still want to act? Would you still want to d- be in front of the camera? My name came up with who? Okay, I was Background. working on. No, 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 no. I was working. I was working dress, on a film. Dress, guys. Was, no, no, no. I was, I was, <laughs> no, I was actually working on a film and and and. You know, they know I'm an MMA fighter and uh, Dan Severn's name came up. Your name came up. And I said, you know, I'm actually friends with both of these guys. And, uh, you know, if, if it were to be a part they would be interested in, I'm sure I could reach out. So, um, you know, I'd like to be that bridge, be that guy that says, you know, hey, you know, if there's a part you guys are interested in, then maybe we could get you guys in as well. Sure, Shannon. If you, you know, we'll give me your ten percent. If you, <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want anything, man. I just, I just want to work with you guys. You know. I want to see you. I think, being I, think that, uh, I think that'd be pretty cool to be involved in, in a movie with 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 the three of you well, guys. You know? Well, Dan, but without Dan, having, without it to be like uh, the older brother to uh, Freddie Mercury or anything like that. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, Dan, you already met Karen Gallagher. Karen Gallagher is the one that got me into, uh, uh, let's say, Hollywood, and he got my SAG card. He's a he's a big stunt coordinator now. He's doing first AD. He's directing and uh, writing scripts, and um, you know he's a huge wrestler. He wrestled at ASU, so there's that bond right there again of uh, ASU wrestling, uh, even going into the movies. Kieran Gallagher. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a younger guy, but, uh, you know, he's late 40s. Actually, so he's a I, I, bit met, younger I met him at your, your training facility. Right? You did. You met, yeah, you met him at my gym. Yeah, yeah, stunt okay. coordinator. You know, he's been on big, big, big movies like Hangover 1, 2, and 3, and uh, The Revenant, and uh, he stunt doubled a lot of guys. But anyway, he's, he's getting to a point now where he can uh, – 
make some decisions. And your guys' name did come up. So therefore, you know, I just kind of want to even just throw it out there. If you'd even be interested, I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I did watch you in several movies. Um, so we'll see if you would even be interested in that. Kind of had you on the edge of your seat, didn't it? My acting, huh? Well, it did, especially the Godzilla one. The, the Godzilla one got me good. You know, you were, I guess, like a colonel or something in the, the Godzilla one. That was good. Oh, Tony, where's my, my Godzilla prop when I wanted to go with? Ooh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the, the, my favorite one was where, where Donald, made, he was bald, and he was trying to beat up uh, that little that little actor. Rob uh, Snyder. Oh, Rob Snyder. Yeah. Oh, Rob. And I heard he, he lives in Arizona. I heard he lives in Scottsdale. So Yeah, he moved funny. to Scottsdale. I get tired of the bullshit in California. He said, yeah. you live here where the, you know, real men are. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was a funny movie. I really, I really did enjoy that one. I did. And, uh, that was so much fun making that movie, Shannon. Yeah, I bet. And then you were in the, uh, the other one where you were wearing a trench coat. What was that? Uh, where that your was, foot was on? What the heck was that one? The, that was Godzilla. No, 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 no. The other one uh, where you were, you, you were a bounty, uh, you were like a, a U.S. Marshal. You're you're going uh, to get um, uh, public enemies. Public enemies. Oh man, that was that was actually a great movie. I really that liked was that. A great movie. I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. So that that was a good one. I killed John. I killed Johnny Depp. Then yeah, John I Dillinger didn't work for seven years. You know? Yeah, <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, be careful. Ooh, kill <laughs> now here we are talking about Don Fry's acting. Let's let's talk about. Dan Severn's acting career when well, he was I don't know. doing he was he was over there playing in the playing a football guy Rudy, remember that movie yeah. Rudy? Oh, Don, oh, Dan was in Rudy. That's pretty funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, was I, that the shower I, scene? <laughs> yeah, 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 shower scene. Yeah, tall boy. Yeah, okay. No, I, I mean, but it's great. I mean, I didn't see that movie till several years after the fact that they did yeah. find out how great of an inspirational movie. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin saw the movie. Kevin no, liked the movie. So there you go, Dodd. So there you go. No, it was like, good. iconic movie. Oh, man, it's a great story. You know, and I, I really like movies like that too that have a great story. So um, yeah, obviously I'm... I ended up getting a couple other professional wrestlers that probably the best of all was getting Al Snow involved in there as mm. well. So it was great to be, you know, suit up in football outfits because it's uh, the different... Directors, they like the fact that the, we, we we knew how to make things look great without actually hurting each other. And oh, because I mean, because there, there were a lot of ex football players that were out there that were just, I mean, they're just colliding, colliding for real. And so, yeah, yeah it's like going, you know, well, kind of makes for long days when you keep on colliding like that. Yeah, it's like pro wrestling. Or, yeah. <laughs> real short. Or the movie magic, you know, that's what we call it. Movie magic. You want to, you want to make it look real, but obviously it's not, nobody gets hurt. So yeah. How many movies you been in so far? Eh? Six, you know, I, I actually been in six movies this past year. Um, even though with COVID was there, I still did six movies. Um, I got to do one that's out right now on Apple TV. It's called the commando with Mickey Rourke, Michael J. White. I'm in that one. Um, just finished up a movie called the day to die with uh, Bruce Willis, Frank Grillo, Kevin Dillon. Uh, it was a great, great cast. Um, literally just finished up another one called the Rearview Mirror, which was with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and um, and we were out in Miami for like a month filming that. And uh, got one coming up. We're gonna get ready to go to Egypt. Got another one coming up. We're going to Vegas and to Bangladesh. I'm supposed to have eight movies this year. So what are you doing um, in Egypt? 
Uh, filming a movie called. Uh, oh, we got that. Yeah, that must Cart- be figured Cart- out. Uh, I'm gonna be playing an angel. You are uh, wait a fallen angel. A fallen angel, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, a demon, a demon angel. Uh, more more like a contractor. You know, I got a machine gun and I'm shooting up people and, um, yeah, something like that. That sounds like an interesting role. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a far fresh, far fresh. Who else in that movie besides you? Uh, Robert De Niro is supposed to be uh, uh, in it as well. Yeah, yeah. You got the yeah. Big, I just, uh, you I, got just the I just part though, right? No, no. Oh. This last, this actually, this last movie I just co-starred in. Um, I had thirty-six pages of dialogue, man. I had, oh. uh, I, I had to memorize. You, you know what it's like, man. You have to memorize all these freaking lines, man. That, that was, uh, that was a, definitely a test of uh, my brain skills, and I, I didn't know if I had that in me, but I, I, I made it. I limped through it. Okay, would you not say though that your professional wrestling career also helped you a great deal as a precursor? One hundred percent. Being in pro wrestling, MMA, you know, you always have to cut a promo. You're always getting interviewed. I mean, when you're obviously in front of the camera, you're not looking at the camera. You don't even see the camera. The camera's not even there. I mean, you have some people in front of the camera and they freak. They 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 freeze. You know, but I mean, you've been around so many times that. It, cutting a promo or something it's just it's just natural you know and, that, and that's what i think a good actor is it's just being natural letting people believe that you are that character so where you're not you're not really acting you're, you're just being that guy so that's what to me makes a good actor but yeah 100 percent you know the pro wrestling being in being an mma fighter i think i think that's definitely helped well tell tell people you know about you got the shadow the cat you got the mohawk where did you got the, a mohawk where, where, i go i go i know i say, I say okay but where, when, when did you decide? Because good, you, you, you're a thinker. You, you, you. It's all about great marketing stuff like that. So, yeah. Where did that come from? Because did you always have the mohawk, or did you? So, at what point did you decide to go with it? So growing up, I had a, I, yeah. So growing up, I had the flat top, and that was pretty, you know, common back in the day. And then I went into the military with a short haircut, flat top. And then I started getting the Mohawk. Well, the Mohawk came because I'm Native American. A lot of people don't know, but I'm from the Choctaw Nation. My dad's half. I'm a quarter. I'm a card-carrying uh, Choctaw Native American. And, and I wear the Mohawk just to represent my tribe. And I've done it ever since. So more or less, that's, uh, that's where the Cannon's did Mohawk ever, comes did from. Did you ever have a mullet? Never had a mullet, no. Oh, man, I did. I, oh, oh. I look great with a mullet. I bet, bet you, you did. I bet you did there, yeah. Don. I was rocking, baby. You passed me that toxic masculinity whiskey right there. Oh, I ain't yeah. gotta wash my mouth up or tell a little fib here. Yeah. <laughs> Who when did you guys grow the mustache? That's what I want to know. Because you because Don Fry and Dan Severin literally have the two biggest mustaches in uh MMA. Oh no, for I, sure. I, I have a manicured mustache that Don Fry has this. I don't even know if a bush hog could go through that hey, there right I, now. Hey, I wouldn't get a, a well, haircut I mean, you know, and, a, and a trim. Yeah, I, I, yes, it does look a little more civilized yeah. today. I mean, I, I, I can't seem to find a ham sandwich or nothing like that <laughs> hanging up in there this time. Oh, my goodness. Little, little, uh, but no, I, I always just tell it to say because yeah, I've had different people think that I was Don Fry. I'm like, oh, no, that's like, oh, you're thinking of Don Fry. Yeah, that's that's the real right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. real man in MMA. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, well, Don, answer the question. When, when, when did you when did you grow your mustache? No, I was born with it, man. No, yeah. okay. I <laughs> turned the baby over. That's a twin. That's, yeah. that's the greatest answer ever. I yeah, was yeah, born but that's with what it. Was great, but <laughs> okay. 
I ended up doing okay because I I had I had several people just uh, that hit me with that question. So I ended up taking one of my 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 grands uh, my grandsons, and I, and I asked my, my son. I said, "Can I just use your son? I, I need him for a prop right now." I go, "I just want to put a mustache on to him and put a mustache on. To him. He's laying on his stomach and he does a great little. He looks up and looks right over to the camera right there, pops a picture. So I go, "Here's to answer all your folks' questions right now. How long has Dad ever had a mustache? Here it is. I was born with, with a mustache. Yeah, yeah." Oh my goodness! So Don, do you still have the horses? And uh, partner, I only got one horse now. You only got one now? Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! Well, ex-wife killed my stallion. No, hate to hear that. Yeah, he's the he's the best horse God ever put on this planet, you know. But the one the one uh, Cassie has now is as good a horse as him, almost, almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well. I love horses, he loves, man. He loves her. He loves her, and he he tolerates me. Just cause, cause he I, tolerates you. Yeah. He knows you're gonna feed him. That's why. Yeah, I feed him, and he's just like, eh. I yeah. Yeah. I walk up, and somebody puts his ears back. I'm like, I feed you, you bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Well, tell tell folks about some of your social media there. If people want to check out some of the different movies and wait stuff like second, that. Wait, too. I want to know. When you got into the uh, Blackwater and your how long you did that and all that? Yeah, okay. So I got in from Please. 04 to 05, you know, I did it over there. Um, private security contract for Blackwater, private security contracting. I was a bodyguard for United States Ambassador John Negroponte. Um, we had two details where one, you were 24 on and then you had 24 off. So when I was on my 24 on, I would be a bodyguard working with the Negroponte detail. And on my 24 off, that's when I would run QRF and work with the guys doing quick reaction force. So more or less quick reaction force, they're like the SWAT. They're like the guys come in when another group is pinned down or there's a firefight and they need extra support. They call QRF. QRF comes in and, you know, we we handle it. And um, I got to work with Chris Peranto, obviously, uh, uh, Ronald Chris Garland, called Jindo. I worked with Mongo. I worked with some really high-speed um, tier one uh special forces guys that really put me under their wing and taught me because in the military, I was never special forces. I was just a regular guy. And um, when I get, when I went down range, I had to learn on the job and more or less, they put me under the wing, uh, really taught me, taught me how to move, taught me how to shoot. And uh, yeah, I was running and gunning. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was dangerous, but it was a lot of fun. Cool. But it paid well, right? It did. It paid a lot of money. And um, obviously the military guys that were working contracting, they were doing the same job they did in the military, but man, they were getting paid, you know, a ton of money. We were getting 17, five a month at that time. That's a little over 700 a day. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great contract. Yeah. Good money. Yeah. What, well, okay. Let's fast forward to today. When you see that uh, a lot of military personnel are, are being taken out because they're not either, they're not getting uh, the COVID test uh yeah what what do you think of uh what, what's happening to our military right now we've lost our fucking minds yeah yeah I, 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 our leadership is is no more it's no one void yeah yeah right. the no. leadership is gone and without leaders you can't have a uh a good military because all you have a bunch of youngsters that's never done anything never been anywhere never done anything and they're therefore I feel bad for our military because in 10 years from now, all of those guys are going to be in leadership positions and what are they going to lead? Who are they going to lead? They're going to be leading a bunch of these uh, millennial type people that, I mean, 
you know, I hate to say it, but, you know, there's no more hard ass uh, military guys anymore because they're all getting out of the military. They're like, you know, we can't we can't uh, support what's uh, what's going on with the country. And uh, I think right now our, our country is in bad shape, man. It's the worst it's probably ever been in a long, long, long time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and uh, you know, not just a military leadership, you know, the, the, the United States government leadership, our leadership is weak and we need, we need a stronger leadership. We need somebody to come back and step up and uh, take America by the reins and say, look, boys, let's, uh, let's kick some ass and let's, let's get back to being number one. Cause right now I don't think we're number one. No. So what, what about, I mean, well, what about like different politicians and uh, elected officials? Don't you think that they should have uh uh, they should have had at least some type of a, a couple of years of maybe military background uh, or, 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 even better yet, or better yet, how to run a business. Some basic business principles of uh, 101 and 102, because uh, you get a lot of these elected officials that uh, have never read a business. And, and, and now you're going to turn over all this money to them to tell yeah. to let them to run a country that they, they, they never had balanced the budget ever in their life. I mean, I, I just think that yeah. there's, there's some more, we need to, we need more out of our elected officials. We need people that actually know what it's like to have a callus on their hand from a hard yeah. day's work, some dirt underneath their fingernails from actually doing some work. Yeah. And I, I just, I think there needs to be term limitations on you because you got yep. some people, they've been there forever. Yeah. hundred percent. And, 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 let, and let's talk about other countries, just for an example, you know, uh, uh, you have, you have all these, you know, Korea, for example, they, uh, it's mandatory to be in the military, China, it's mandatory to be in the military. I think it's either mandatory. You go spend a couple of years in college or you go spend a couple of years in the military. That should be mandatory for every male and female in the I, United I said States. it before on, on the show, and I'll say it again, that uh, upon high school graduation, I don't think I don't think most American kids should go straight to college. I literally think for a year or two, probably two, they should go into military and they should be yelled at, forced to make a bed, get out there and do some, some actual calisthenics and exercise. Be, don't get their shit squared away because and you, and you know not- dan to, and, and another thing is okay yeah that's great i'd love to I, I would love every you know you graduate high school you go spend two years in the military then you go to college that would be amazing but another thing we have in this country is a bunch of illegal aliens a bunch of illegal immigrants we live here in arizona our borders right there yeah. and i think we could curve and cure a lot of that by saying look guys you want to become an American citizen, then you go do four years in the United States Army. You go do four years in the United States Army, we'll give you citizenship. Make our make them come into be on our military. I think if they uh, they were given that opportunity, look, man, you get free housing, you get you get free clothes, you get free food, and you get to learn a skill, you get to learn a job, you get to learn a trade. You know that and you don't always just go in and become just a soldier. But I mean, there's people that become doctors and lawyers and attorneys and. All kinds uh, of trades, air conditioning, all learn. kinds of trades. I mean, you can be you can be a, a pilot. You can be um, just the list goes on and on. There's so many jobs in the military that it's ridiculous, but it gives you an opportunity to grow up. One, you get to live away from home. Two, you get to learn respect and learn learn how to get up on. You know, uh, look at the people now. They don't even get up before ten o'clock in the morning. I mean, in the military, you get up at four or five in the morning. You do calisthenics. You eat your breakfast and then you go work. Hey, um, have you heard about these stress cards? 
Yeah. yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. You know, he so never what, heard of it. He never heard of it. Yeah, so you get something relatively new, though, isn't it, Don? Yeah. No, no, no. It's been out for a little while, but you know, obviously, they, a little you know, while. When I was there. Okay. When, what, when what I was in, he wasn't there. But now, now, see what happens is you you go into you feel feel like you're you're too stressed because you know your calisthenics are too hard or something. You hold up a card for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you a timeout. More or less, it's a timeout. Your your drill sergeant yelling at you too much, and you pull out your little card, and you say, "I need, okay. I need to take like a timeout." Like a ref, like a yellow. Card. Yeah, 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 like a yellow, really? yellow card. Right, I need like a timeout. Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they yeah, get it's ridiculous. You get to you get to step back from being yelled at. You know. Okay, so, hey, okay. Shad, do you do you support it or reject this? That, that, that I, re- I reject the hell out okay, of it. Okay, again, oh, I, no. I, I I give you the platform because it's kind of like going. Yeah. I, I already no. know how Don feels about things. I mean, oh, he hates everything, and including me over here most of the time. No, so it's kind of time. <laughs> no, I I I I honestly think that um we need we need some new we we need leadership we need leadership in our military we need leadership in our country yeah uh, starts the, all over the place we the, had it for four years it got robbed from us. Well, let's let's hopefully we can change that. You know, especially here in Arizona, we get a new governor. We got a new governor race right now. I'm I'm a real real big fan of Carrie Lake. I think she's yeah. going to do an amazing job. I think yeah. she's going to come strong, and uh, I think Carrie Lake is going to be a great governor. And uh, I just like her platform. I like what she's saying. Absolutely. Stand up for the Second Amendment. I'm a real big, uh, firm believer in the Second Amendment. I believe every every man, woman, and child should be able to bear arms and have a weapon. Everybody says, well, why do you need an AR-15? Why do you need an assault rifle? Why do you need that? Well, look, the military has it, so we need to have it. Well, yeah. why is that? The reason it is is because it was put into place from our forefathers who fought against the British. Protect because us from the government, bad government. Because if the, the government, if the government is getting so strong that they can just take over your people, well, then they just kick our butts. But if we have the same kind of weapons they have, guess what? We could stand up for our rights. What what makes America? What makes America? No different than Canada or um, Germany or or Russia for that. Look, there's the Second Amendment. Australia, for example, everybody gave up their, their Second Amendment, their gun rights. They gave their weapons away. And guess what? Their countries are overrun. They're being picked on. The, the, the government has total control. The government will never have total control over the Americans because we have the Second Amendment. And that's the only thing that's keeping us. Uh, you know, on a, a, a level playing field. But with, with um, the media keeps trying to use um, crime, you know, all these criminals that have these weapons and they, they, they're robbing people at gunpoint, they, they, they're trying to use crime as a way for gun control. The fucking criminals are going to have it anyways. You know, I mean, that's called, that's why they're called criminals. They're going to have the goddamn guns and they're going to use them. And we're going to be naked and shitting in the street, you know, because <laughs> we don't have a damn gun. I think that that should be a poet here sometimes, the way that he, he uses such descriptive words here right now. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> but no, I guess it's a truth. It's beautiful. No, I mean, well, I, did, I, I, I just I, saw. I just saw everybody talk about January 6th and there was this insurrection and, oh, right. uh, and there was this, what happened? I just want to know what happened with BLM and Antifa during the last two years and the, the, the right burnings that they were doing. And no one got, not one person got arrested. Not one person is in jail. Like these people here for January 6th. Oh, and okay. the, Cur- the, cur- currently across the United States, smash a grab. Well, people can just, just oh, do it as long as it doesn't tally yeah. over what a thousand dollars or yeah. whatever like that, that you're good to go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. And, uh, you know, that's, that's again, where our leadership needs to come up. I mean, I, I, I really like this guy, Sheriff Mark Lamb. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, looking I, up. I, I, Pinal, 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 you, I believe, are shadows. So, hey, Pinal County Sheriff Mark Lamb. This guy is, uh, you know, not really hardcore Democrat, Republican. He's a constitutionalist. He believes in the Constitution. And he believes in the Second Amendment. And he also understands America. And he believes in America. And he understands and promotes. Look, guys, you you can't you can't act crazy. You act crazy in my town or my you know my uh, um, district where he's at. Uh, you're gonna go to jail. And so, you know, you, you, you're you not going to have that kind of nonsense in Pinal County. It's not going to happen. It's in his county. It's just like the, the old guy that they had in Maricopa for. Oh, yeah. Sheriff Joe. Yeah, Joe Arpaio. great. Joe Arpaio was great. And they, you know, and then they got the votes to run, to run him out because all the chicken shit little libs, you know, didn't like that. He had them living in tents and wearing pink. Pink, you know, pink underwear, pink underwear, yeah. pink, uh, the whole, I think the whole uniform was, yeah. uh, but, but, you know, and he had them in a, in tents and, you know, tent city, but the, here's the thing where, you know, you had all of these military guys out in Afghanistan and Iraq living in tents. So right. then you have a guy who committed a crime and he's a criminal and he was put in a tent. Now, why is it okay for a military to be in a tent with no AC and uh, no running water and all that. You're in a tent. At least you have water, running water. You can take a shower. You can take a bath, and you have three meals a day. These guys in the military, they they had it worse off. So, wh- where where's the problem? I don't I don't understand. Because it hurts people's feelings. Oh yeah, they want to put up that stress card. They want to say, "Hey guys, <laughs> leave me alone." <laughs> I don't. You think they'll eventually have a stress card? And, and even in uh, uh, MMA correct, corrections <laughs> systems. <laughs> You know, I have no idea, man. They, they have yellow cards in MMA. They did it pride anyway. Though. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was when you did illegal moves. Like when uh, Gilbert and Val kicked you in the ball. I ripped my eyeballs. Didn't he get a, didn't he get a yellow card? Yeah, didn't he get a yellow card? Out of souvenirs, yeah. Yeah, he got, he got several yellow cards, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, hey, I, I didn't mind it because it welcomed me back. To, you know, I left the fight game and went to pro wrestling, and you know, I came back and he welcomed me back, and that's the way it should have been. <laughs> he said, "Welcome <laughs> back, welcome back, boy." And things welcome, changed. <laughs> welcome back to the to the real stuff. Yeah, yeah. Was, well, let's talk stuff. a little bit about your jujitsu background because it was is this just recently that you actually shut down your school that you had rented for how many years Shannon? that you had yeah canon canon bjj you know i had that canon bjj.net um had it for eight years i had my own gym a uh, lot of good times but um now you know i'm busy acting doing doing the movie it, it, stuff just, so it, i it i just took up more and more of your time but it just yeah kind of hard I to just, serve two masters it, like that it, it's definitely hard to juggle and keep all the balls in the air so i mean it's easier just to let it go um i'm a fourth degree black belt under carlos machado i've won worlds twice at the black belt level um, you know, uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in combination with wrestling and Muay Thai, I believe, uh, you know, you, uh, I, I, I came, I overcame a lot of things, you know, let's just put it that way. Um, you know, Dan, Dan and Don, you guys know I'm not the best fighter in the world, never claimed to be. Um, but you know, I've never been the best fighter in the world, but you know what? I've never backed down from anybody. I'll fight anybody, anyone, anywhere, anytime. And that's been my mantra and another mantra, you know, that I tell kids and I learned this from Don Fry because I'll be honest with you. I, I went to a place and there was i I'm not going to name them, but there was a 
fighter who was pretty well known and he was selling his autographs to little kids little kids were coming up taking pictures and he was selling the pictures and uh in this in the, in the thing don fry said never do that he said shannon just take a dang picture sign autograph for the kid don't ever make them don't ever charge them and uh, i took that to heart and uh so my mantra has always been it's nice to be important but most important to be nice i mean there's times obviously at the ufc uh, fan expo or if you're I at an autograph signing if you're, that, if, that you're at a, <laughs> if you're at an autograph signing or something like that obviously you charge for your picture and your autograph but you know if you're just out and some kid comes up to you and asks you for a picture or autograph i don't sell them i you obviously just give it to them and i watched don do that and take several pictures and sign autographs and you know i, I, I really learned something that day well, there you go mr biagi thank there. you thank you thank yeah you. yeah <laughs> Touching, touching. Don, do you want to say, Shannon, where was that? Oh, that was in Mexico. And when, when you were when you went to the bathroom, I said, "Hey, you bastards, give me some money." <laughs> all of you, hey, all of you. <laughs> and don't yeah. tell this gringo when he comes back. No, there was a guy by the name of Victor Davia. He was putting on these MMA events out in Mexico, fun. and, and Don Don came out there. And we we had a good time. We yeah. had a really good time. That was uh, Monterey, right? Monterey, Mexico, that absolutely. That was great. Yeah. Good times out there. Call but, him up. Tell him we want to go back. What's that? Call him up. Tell him we want to go back. <laughs> you know what he's doing now is he's the uh, Mexican-Spanish commentator for the UFC. He's taken his role and actually becoming the, the, the Hispanic Joe Rogan. So that's, that's uh, you know, that's his that's his uh, claim to fame now. That's great. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. I hope it works for him because he had a great he, he put on some great events over there, man. Yeah, man, he, he really put on some good shows. Yeah. So I'm trying to think. You know, I've been on events with Dan, I've been in events with Don, but I don't think we've ever been on the same fight card. Like I fought a few times with Dan and I fought with Don, but never have we all three fought on the same card. That's uh that's interesting. No, Dan got me my first world championship as a world heavyweight shoot fighting champion um where was that with uh just talking about him the other day kit like oh with kit like yeah. oh is that back at battle creek yeah battle oh, creek. okay back creek yeah oh, wow. kellogg arena battle creek was his uh new year's eve 95 96 right yeah i i know that we've been trying to get in contact with uh, kit there to get some footage from from yeah. that yeah and wow. uh, nobody even knows I was the world heavyweight champion then because uh, UFC didn't announce it when they let me fight for them. You know, they didn't air. They that never was aired either, was it? No, no. That's, Did they even pay you? Did you get paid on that one? No. <laughs> That's a Dan Sever special. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Wait, wait yeah. a sec. That wasn't my promotion. <laughs> no, I, I just helped get your foot in the door. I you mean, got it's... me several fights across the nation. I never got a penny for any of them. He's a Pete. <laughs> I'm about to call these people here. Yeah, Don, Don, don't I don't feel bad. I, don't feel bad, Don. I got I got sent over to Russia with uh, with Phyllis Lee and um oh. <laughs> and uh, uh, nice traveling companion, huh? No, 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 no. <laughs> I got I got my show money, but I didn't get my win money. And I, I actually won an eight man bare knuckle tournament in Russia, and uh, supposed to get fifteen thousand to show, fifteen thousand to win. I got my show money, but I never got the win money. Wow. And and then Phyllis was calling me, "Hey, where's my percentage?" I'm like, "Well, where's my win money? I'll give you a percentage. You give me my win money." Yeah. Uh, 
Wow. Pretty yeah. crazy. Probably had it in her bra. Yeah, who <laughs> who knows? Who knows? That was some good times, though. Definitely have been some, some characters that have come in and out of our lives through the over the over time. It's a strange ones, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But I'm just thinking about what you said, Dan, is uh, Arizona is definitely a mecca for MMA. And uh, ASU has been a big, big part of that. I mean, look, look at, and even in just, and not even just say ASU, but wrestling. Look yeah, at all, look at all of the guys that have wound up in Arizona from wrestling that have went on to either fight in UFC or Pride or Bellator or Pancras or, you know, just done something. I mean, it, it, the, the list is just phenomenal. Following going, going, Velasquez. Back, going back to Art Martori, you know, he, um, he was my money guy, my money sponsor uh, when I left Oklahoma State and went into pro boxing, you know, he. He was the money guy for a while, and then, wow. uh, yeah. So you know, he's 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 helped out everybody. Did, did he ever did he ever sponsor you for any of the UFC fights? No, no, I didn't ask him. No. After, after the boxing thing, I didn't think he'd ever talk to me again. because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I I know you were with Metrex for a little while, right? Right. Well, you know, they fought for food. You know, and yeah, wear their T-shirt, and they give us those those uh, chunk bars. That, Tasted like chalk, you know, back oh then. Oh my god! Thirty years ago, when they first coming out with that shit, you know. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Didn't taste anything like they do now. No, like <laughs> what you're saying before there, Shannon. You know, if you, again, the state of Arizona's got a lot of things to be proud of, but but it does all stem from that Sunkiss program that uh, our Martori put together. And like I said, he's he's kind of like a you know a silent hero because he never was looking for any kind of accolades. He just wanted to help. He wanted to help Arizona State wrestling. And uh, that was a, a great way of doing it. But I just, I still look at that. Why I, why I really want to talk about it is because if there's a, a submission grappler or a, a uh, somebody that's looking to do MMA, simply know that you can go to Arizona State University first as a wrestler. And just as you said, I mean, Don's will say the same thing. I'll say the same thing just because we all have that, that amateur wrestling background. It's the foundation. Right. That has helped us that that of wrestling that helped that led us to do all the other things that we did do and endure. And we all know that wrestling was probably the hardest thing that we ever did do of making those weight classes, just in doing Dude, those a hundred percent wrestling was the hardest thing I've ever done. And I've done boot camp, I've done uh correction officers training academy, I've done police academies, I've trained with special forces guys. Look. Wrestling practice literally was the hardest thing I've ever done. Hands down, hardest thing I've ever done. When, so when the yeah. season would start, we would we would practice back at, at Macho Silbukoy High School. We practice seven days a week. Even when this, the competitions began, we look forward to days that we actually had a dual meet yeah, or we off. had a tournament because <laughs> that was our day off. Yeah, you weren't. Yeah. You didn't have to work out that day. But I always tell people, that I go, no, you didn't because think think about how many how many Christmases, meals, oh, how many Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Meals. I missed all of them. Break. <laughs> all of them. Yeah, there Never was no spring break. Never got any of that. You had to always, miss these uh, meals because you always had to be aware of your weight, weight class. Yes, always cutting weight. And then what about the two a days? You know, a lot of times you had two a day practices. You practice in the morning. Did you practice after school? 
in, so, in the preseason pre for Arizona State, it was three a days. Oh my God. Three a days. And I, I always tell people at the beginning, you always worked out with people at your weight class. One weight class below, at your weight class, and one weight class above. Or oh, I was a 190 pounder, so I was competing with 177 pounders, 190 pounders, and heavyweights. Big James Mitchell weighed 420 pounds. I had to work out with him three times a day, and that was preseason things. And you better make certain that your shots, stuff like that, good, because if I shot it and I was wrong, and he sprawled, you might see a little bit of my hand or a little bit of my foot. Otherwise, he waffled me. Dan wouldn't shower for a week just so he could wrestle that guy so he would get off you. Rub garlic on myself. Yeah, you betcha. <laughs> oh. Well, no, Don, it's good to see that. Go ahead, Don, sorry. it's good to see that that, that you're, uh, you know, the last time I actually saw you, uh, Dan and I came and saw you and you were doing your rehab. Uh, your back was pretty much jacked up and you were walking with that walker. So, well, that, it's really I think good to he, see he that had, you're not. He had, he had an infection at that time, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think you're in the, the Scott's, or is that, did we go down? To the, no, no, that was down in Tucson. Tucson, okay. The Tucson oh. one. Don has racked up a lot of hospital violations. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we're just yeah, glad so that, that he, he, he stayed out of them. Yeah, yeah. So the, actually the last time we saw him in person, he was he was on that walker and he was, oh man, you had lost a lot of weight and yeah. your, your back was all jacked up, man. And I was I, I was just like, holy crap, man. I, 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 I couldn't even believe it was you. And uh, so I'm really thankful and I'm thankful that you're, you're, you're back, you know. Thanks, Bert. Thankful Thank that you. you're back. Yeah, I'm back to full weight, you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, your full weight. When's it do? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just... uh, that has to be on uh, this uh, this cheesecake diet as of recently. It's so sweet. you know, yeah. I oh. said, uh, of course, that uh, Kevin and I were fighting for a couple pieces in ourselves, and uh, it was some pretty damn good cheesecake. Yes. Well, well, Ken keeps pushing, posting all these videos of Don and him working out. So I thought maybe Don was working out again. No, I wish, partner. I wish. I, not yet. Not yet, but. Yeah, hopefully soon, partner. Okay, all right. Well, guys, I gotta, I gotta wrap well, it up. I gotta, let me, let me throw, throw out any kind of social media stuff like that. If people want to get in contact, well, you know, you can, you can always catch me at at Shannon Rich MMA R I T C H MMA Shannon Rich MMA. You can catch me there. I'm on Facebook, Twitter, um, Instagram. I'm on the gram. Is, is, is it all though? Is it all underneath the, the head? Yeah, yeah. Shannon the Canada Rich, or is it just no? It's under Shannon Rich. Shannon Rich MMA. That's it. Okay. Yep. And uh, you know, I, I still have a website called CanonBJJ.net. Um, you know, catch me there. See me on social media. That's it. All right, partner. Good luck, well, Shannon. We, we do appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your your crazy movie schedule there to tune yeah. tune in all the our, our, our listeners. So, yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. You know, I I, I I do watch you guys' show from afar and uh, been wanting to get on it. So I'm glad you guys called. And uh, it's just good to see you guys back, you know, especially Don. You know, it's good to see him back. And, uh, you know, I was uh, I was praying for you, man. So I, I, I just hope you guys are, hope you guys are, you know, you have a good new year. And this is a brand new year, 2022. And let's make the best of it that we can. Right. Yep, I totally Absolutely. agree with you. I totally agree. We'll Thank you. Man. Thanks, All right, guys. Talk to you later. That concludes another episode of Toxic Masculinity. Hopefully, you know, you were entertained by what uh, we were discussing this evening. And if you did get a little bit uh, butthurt about it, well, tough. You know, it's, uh, you know, put your bad panties back on because if you want something a little bit uh, 
Kool-Aid and watered out, go watch another program. It's your prerogative to watch us or not. In other words, Don, tell it to go and bounce and there you go. Sign it off. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share, or I'm going to come to your house.